speaking of the Vikings. It's kind of a sad day, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of a sad day. I mean, uh, someone that just grew up 45 minutes from where we're, we're at right now is uh, no longer going to be part of Minnesota. You know, the Thielen jerseys will live on forever, though, in North Dakota. We're still going to be seeing them in three decades from now. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And we've got Ben Lieber, who's uh, a sideline analyst for the Minnesota Vikings, former Viking and, and Charger and Kansas State uh, alum as well. And Ben, I'm, I'm guessing you're not shocked by this news today. Uh, hey, guys. First of all, I just want to say that, look, if – if I can find one Lieber jersey randomly on a Sunday, even after my very average career, still at U.S. Bank Stadium, you're going to find Thielen jerseys all around the state for the next 50 years. I mean, that's what I'm uh, saying. That's what I'm I saying. Know. <laughs> I know. It's like there, there are so many Thielen jerseys now. And I think because people have so much pride and love for Adam Thielen, like you're going to see his jersey well after. You know, he retires a Viking because that's going to happen down the road. You know, he'll he'll be still a, a huge um, presence in his, with his foundation and all around the state. You're going to see Thielen jerseys forever. So, um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a surprise. I mean, he was one of the one of the, uh, the so-called low-hanging fruit when it comes to the salary tree and uh, you know the the Kendricks news again, not surprising. You know, if there's Dalvin Cook news, that won't be surprising. You know, if they find a way to get some value out of Zadarius Smith, uh, all of a sudden now that becomes not surprising. So it's uh, it's things that we've talked about for a while. It's stuff that's probably for the best health of the team when it comes to financials. So it just it still sucks, though. Adam is going to have a, a pretty hefty contract this year with the Vikings. I believe last year he took a pay cut. But one thing I was going to ask you, Ben, did you ever – uh, were you ever approached to take a salary cut when you were playing in the NFL? You know, I, I actually, I wasn't, um, you know, I actually got really fortunate. I think my agents were sort of preparing me the latter stages of my time with the Vikings. I signed a five-year contract and in, in year four, there were, we had talked about like, you know, there's maybe a possibility that, that they'd want to restructure and take a little bit less money or do something like that. And that was, that was before um, E.J. Henderson got injured. And then I think when he got injured and then realized that I could be of more value to step into that role and kind of take on a, a you know, maybe a, a more prominent role on third down, especially, I think they realized, oh, my contract's not all that bad. So, um, yeah, no, I never, thankfully, never had to be approached. Because I'm guessing, is it, is it an ego check when you get approached of saying, hey, um we don't think you're as good as uh, as your contract says. Uh, if you want to stay here and keep playing, it's time to play ball or or try and find another team to go play. Uh, that's got to be a tough call. Yeah, it's a tough call, and you know, it, I think it all depends on how much of a pay cut. You know, it's like you know, a pay cut is not just a a uniform pay cut. A pay cut's like, all right, you're you're making. You know, nine million this year. Will you take a pay cut down to two million? Well, the answer I think everybody would be like, no, I'm not taking that big of a pay cut. Um, but you know, if they if they say, hey, can you can you play for six? And I'm like, okay, well maybe there's some wiggle room on a negotiation. So, um, but most of the time they are looking for drastic cuts, and it would be a hard it would be a hard pill to swallow. I think that's that's the hard thing for a lot of a lot of athletes is 
whether you believe it or not, whether it's a, a, a sense of delusion or not, or med- maybe just your, your own self-talk, I think sometimes you have to talk up yourself and, and keep your, your ego high and say, like, well, I, I can still compete. I can play at this level. And sometimes guys are lying to themselves, and some guys believe the lie. And they, they get to the end of their career, and they still think that they are as good as they were four or five years ago. I'm not saying that that's the case for Adam, but I just think that there are some players I've been around that um, it's apparent to everybody else, teammates, coaches, fans, like, okay, your play has regressed. You've, you've lost that proverbial step, but the player does not want to hear it. <laughs> if they don't believe it, <laughs> they, they, they still think that they are playing at a high, high level, and it's just not true. And that's, that's the sad reality is that um, you know, in those situations, it's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, I feel that on a personal level. Like, no, I, I can do another half marathon. No, Amy, your knees can't right now. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so where's Thielen going now? We've got a text in at 35270, our Ad- Adventure RV Text Club. And they is this text saying he's going to the Packers? That's, is that their prediction? Where, where does Adam Thielen go now? Gosh, it's so interesting. You know where you know where I could see him going, where I think that he'd fit in mentality wise, and we've and we saw a glimpse of this a couple years ago. He got into a verbal a verbal yelling match with Bill Belichick, and it was a play on the sideline on on New England sideline. And for whatever reason, I I don't know. Belichick chirped at him. He had no problem stopping his tracks, turning on, chirping back at him, and. There's something about that that I think Belichick really enjoyed. And he seems to be the type of coach organization that, again, is going to take what they think is other, other people's trash, and he's going to turn them into a treasure, and he's going to squeeze out a little bit more of the magic from these players. And guys just want to play for a guy like Bill Belichick. So I don't know, guys. I'm, I, I see less Packers and more Patriots. Hmm. I could cheer for Patriots. him with the Patriots. I I don't know. Really? It would be hard to cheer for the guy from uh, for the Packers, you know, because yeah. the Packer fans weren't really on board with Brett Favre here, right? I mean, mm-hmm. heck, you were on the field, Ben. You you weren't hearing the Packer fans cheer when uh, when Favre made a great play. So, do you think it would be vice versa if Thielen went there? We'd we'd have a hard time cheering for him for a couple of years. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> going to be some there's going to be some people that have a hard time here, but I I do think it's a little bit different. Where, you know, Brett Favre was, he was sort of forcing his way out of Green Bay too, and you know the timeline of that whole thing is he wanted to go to the Vikings just right away, and the Packers were like, well, that's stupid. Why would we deal you to an in division rival? You've got to go take some sort of hi- hiatus someplace else. So that's why he went to the Jets. I think everybody knew that he wanted to go to the Vikings, and people the Packers kind of felt betrayed. Um, I don't think there's a there's a betrayal in this situation. This is not one of those things where Adams like, hey, force I'm, I'm going to force myself out of this contract. I'm no longer happy here. I'm leaving on somewhat bad terms, and I'm going to go and play for the Green Bay Packers. Like that's yeah. not the case here. So, yeah, of course there there are just some some people that just have that allegiance to the Vikings and they hate the Packers and they'll just hate everybody that plays for the Packers. There, there's going to be those people, but I don't necessarily think that's going to be the majority of people with with Adam Thielen. Now, like a creep, I'm like, now i got to find this exchange between Bill Belichick and Adam Thielen, and I want to see it go down. Sure enough, it's everywhere. It's all over Twitter. <laughs> you can find it. It's from 2018. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of fun. I was like, I remember when it happened, like, whoa, that was, 
That, that was, was spicy. That was spicy. I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. But, but, you know, can't you see Belichick just, like, kind of putting that in the back of his mind of, like, okay, I like that. Yeah, it's I like not the like fire. He did, it's, yeah, it's not like he didn't know who Adam Thielen was and what he, what he was all about beforehand. But, you know, to have that interaction, I'm like, he's not going to back down from, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, straight up threw an expletive at him. So that's that's fun. I like it. I like it. So you can you can Google and find that. By the way, just found so, it. Twenty eighteen. I was trying to explain to Amy that there's a there's a salary cap and <laughs> and they've got a. I don't know as much about sports ball yeah. as Tank as I like to say. <laughs> but every team has basically a budget, right? They got to stay under. And the Vikings, just the way things were set up, were over by what twenty thirty million dollars. So. This yep. became a salary cap casualty, right? That's why he's no longer with the Vikings. But Amy had a question. What if a team just said, you know what? Screw the salary cap. We're gonna we're gonna stay at twenty, thirty million over. What what happens? I, I was thinking probably fines, draft picks, but they wouldn't tell a team you can't take the field on Sunday, would they? No, you know, that's actually a really good question, Amy. And, and a lot of people, and look, I, I'm not going to act like I'm a salary cap expert, but the way I understand the way the CBA works, the collective bargaining agreement, is that you, you, there are mechanisms within the salary cap structure that it's, it's sort of an average of years versus every specific year. So mm. you, can be, you can be over the cap one year, but then you have to stay within sort of the average of like a two or three year span. So if we're over this year by $5 million, not the end of the world, they'll let you go out and compete and all, and all that stuff there. I don't believe there are any fines, but then for the next year, I think that you have to be compliant almost the other way to make sure that the averages average out. Um, so, cause I do believe that there were some teams that operated over the cap this year Um so and it's and it's not like baseball. Baseball will get fined. It's a luxury tax. It's this kind of this weird system where that's why, you know, the teams like the Yankees are like, oh, we don't care. We'll just pay the fine. You know, we'll just keep. We'll go over the over the cap and have a, a financial competitive advantage, and we'll just pay the fine. That's not the case in football. Uh, but there are there are sort of windows of time within the within the salary cap that you you have to be compliant. Hmm, interesting. So it, there is a little bit of gray area, but not really. I just want someone to be like, no, we're just going to we're gonna go over and see what happens. <laughs> like for five years in a row. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this, Vikings. Like I could see uh, Jerry yeah. Jones I don't, saying that. I don't think that. it can be like that. Oh, yeah. okay. Wouldn't Jerry Jones be the owner to do it, though? <laughs> well, again I, I, again, I don't know what the actual penalty would, would be if you right. didn't meet that, that window of compliance. No um, one wants to find out. Yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to find out. Yeah, and it, messing and it, with it, too much money be, there. Yeah, it really could be forfeiture of draft picks and stuff like that, which you know really does hamper a team. I mean, look at the Vikings right now. We don't have a second round pick this year, and it's and people are like, well, "What do we do? What do we do?" Like, uh, this feels so wrong. Like, I, it's, it's you, you feel so lost without a second round pick. And even though we gave it up for a really good player in Hawkinson, it just it feels wrong, and you you already feel a little bit hamstrung in this one draft class, and it's just one pick, you know, and so it could be something as severe as, as that. You've mentioned a few names who we could also see leaving the Minnesota Vikings here in the next week or so, but uh, Darren Wolfson from the cities is saying now Harrison Smith may be very close to getting his walking papers. Have you heard anything on that? Well, you know, that's that would be an interesting one to me because – 
I I really thought that he was going to be once they hired Flores and watching Flores's defense and what he likes to do. I really thought, okay, this is more of a system that Harrison is going to thrive in versus last year, where he was really playing much more off the ball, much more of a coverage safety, much more zone coverage. But that's just not Harrison's jam. You know, he he really thrived under Mike Zimmer when he had the ability to be at the line of scrimmage, blitzing off the edge, blitzing up the middle, dropping back in coverage, being this disguise guy. And that's what Brian Flores likes to do with his safeties as well. Um, so I uh, – if there is going to be a veteran salary cap casualty right now, given this, the, the what I just explained, I'd be surprised if Harrison Smith was one of those guys. I like him. He, I he, do too. When you when you look at football player in the uh, dictionary, you should see a picture of Harrison Smith. He just kind of fits the mold, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he's old school, man. Yeah, like he he's he's old school. And, and can you, can you imagine if we didn't if he didn't play in the soft NFL of, that we play in now, and he could actually be an intimidator and hit guys going across the middle, dude, he would be he'd be right up there with like the Steve Atwaters of the world, you know, the Ronnie Lots of the world, where guys would never want to go across the middle if they knew that Harrison was across was was sitting back there. Like he he is a true intimidating force, but you know they've kind of neutered all the defensive players, and um, you can no longer use psychological intimidation to your to your advantage. You played when it was a tough guy league, right? <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> ben, we hear the music. Uh, we got to wrap it up. Hey, thanks so much for your time. We, we enjoy watching your, your work from the Twin Cities. And uh, enjoy the, the rest of the offseason. It should be a fun one. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. And the uh, draft is sneaking up on us. We'll see who the Vikings grab at 23. Sounds good. Thanks. Ben Lieber here on KFG.